So hi everyone, this is Benjamin from Sports Tech X. Today I have the pleasure to talk to Olivier from Running City. Running City helps people to discover hundreds of cities around the world while running and also while walking. I've been using the app for a while and I'm super happy about having Olivier in the podcast today. So first of all, I want to welcome him to the show. Hi Olivier. Hello and thank you to uh, to welcome me to the uh, to this uh, podcast. Sure. I'm sure that we have a lot of interesting things to, to share with the listeners today. But first of all, I think we should talk a bit about yourself. That's the standard intro to my, to my podcast. So why don't you tell us a few things uh, that we should know about you, what you've done in the past and what you're doing now? Okay, well, I'm, um, my name is Olivier. I'm Belgian. I'm 47 years old. Um, I live in France. I've lived in, uh, in a number of countries. Running City is my second uh, entrepreneurial trial because I, I did set up a, a first company which I managed for 12 years before successfully selling it uh, in a completely different domain, but uh, nevertheless a, a startup experience um, anyway. And um, I love sports, running, tourism, and of course you find this in, uh, in my uh, uh, Running City venture. That's a good starting point. I mean, uh, the success rate is 100%. That's good. You love running and sports and tourism. So this all comes together in this, this project right now. And uh, yeah, we want to know what the problem is that you're actually solving with Run and City. Well, I think we're solving the problems of, of both users and our customers because they're, they're different. We work in a B2B to C model. In terms of users... You know, with Running City, we solve the problems of uh, people who, for example, are traveling for business or for leisure reasons and never know where to go running from the hotel. And in fact, uh, this was my case because I was traveling a lot around the world. And um, out of the uh, 200 hotels uh, that I uh, booked in the last five years, only two of them were capable of telling me where to go running. So that's one thing when you're traveling. When you're at home, the problem is that many people do the same tour over and over and over again. And um, what we, a lot of people are not motivated to run anymore because they, they, they've gone into a routine uh, of always running around the same park or the same riverbanks, and they find it so boring that they quit running. And basically, we solve that problem is to how can we live a different experience Well, I want to go running, well, I'm at home or away. So that's on the uh, user side. On the um, business side, well, we solve the problems of what we call a city ecosystem, cities, hotels, companies within a city, etc., who have to provide engaging uh, running experiences to their uh, to, to the roughly 20% of Europeans that are running and pretty much the same amount in, uh, in Japan, in America, in Australia, etc. Because this is the biggest sport in pretty much every country. And um, those cities, those hotels, airlines, transport companies and everything need to differentiate from their competitors in a uh, national and international uh, competition environment. And providing engaging running experiences to that huge amount of runners that they have as customers, as uh, residents, as employees, is a, uh, is a very good way. And that's the problem we're solving with, um, with the uh, CD eco ecosystem. 
That's that's great. Sounds very compelling, and I can totally relate to that situation. Uh, I've been in it multiple times, and I can also confirm that uh, here at home in Berlin, I mostly are on the same track. So yeah, I think Running City is a good good tool to help people out of that misery. So uh, yeah. very cool. And now you have something like twenty four twenty four new uh, new tools in Berlin to try. <laughs> Do you know all the cities by by numbers by heart? No, um, no, no. I just know. <laughs> I'll focus 22 cities, including Berlin and Munich in Germany, for example. And uh, for each of them, we have what we call running experiences, uh, which means that we have uh -huh. more than 20 tools in, in every one of those cities. In London, I know it's 36, in Paris, 51. Um, because we, depending on the size of the country, we wanted to, uh, to, to basically cover the city with, um, with tours, with running tours, which are either... Um, touristic ones, training ones, thematic ones, tools that are available for people who are just starting to run, uh, people who are available for people who are experts. So, um, and, and therefore we need, uh, we need that amount of tools in, in every city. Understand. And that's already a good kickoff for, for my next question or for the topic that we wanted to get into now. How does it actually work? How do you solve that topic? And what is your spe so special about your solution, uh, in your opinion? Mm -hmm. And maybe especially also from, from the two angles that you just described. So me as a user, uh, what do I have to do? And maybe also from, from this business perspective, what can I do? Okay. So as a user, of course, um, we break that routine by proposing new engaging uh, running solutions and tools, which can be very close to where you live or where you stay in a hotel, for example. But, you know, as you're uh, from Berlin, you're always running around the same park, maybe. Well, we'll give you the opportunity throughout the year to test different neighborhoods and different types of um, running experiences uh, in Berlin, but also when you travel to New York, to Lisbon, or, or whoever. So we're providing them with that free application. We're providing users with that free application. So the first thing that is unique with us is the amount of uh, the choice that we provide. We have more than 200 cities around the world in, on the five continents. That's in 50 countries. That's more than a thousand curated tours around the planet. Wow. So... We really guide people that is, um, you know, with turn by turn vocal directions and we comment every point of interest as, uh, as users uh, go past the museum, the bridge, specific neighborhood. The, uh, so any remarkable points in the city, we, we comment as you run past. So you don't have to think, you don't have to prepare, you never get lost. <laughs> so not only this, but you also run in, uh, in a healthy environment. We've recently integrated real-time allergen and pollution levels for every one of our tools. So we calculate this for every single one of our, of our tools in 15 countries, including Germany, for example. And that is very helpful for people who suffer from allergies or who have some, some cardiac uh, problems because they know that we will warn them in case one of the tools that they would that they wanted to uh, to take is too polluted or has a, a too high level of um, allergens. So from a user's point of view, this is mainly uh, what we propose, plus the fact that they can still use their existing running app, like uh, you know, RunKeeper, Runtastic, um, Strava and everything. Uh, they're complementary. We don't provide the same services at all. And you can trigger RunKeeper, for example, as you run with Running City, 
to have your uh, to have very precise metrics about your run. Same with your music, you can listen to your favorite music, and it will dim down as we give you instructions to turn or touristic information. So that's on the user side. On the business side, well, we're pretty unique around the world um, in providing those those specific experiences. The good thing is that we can do pretty much anything a hotel or a city or whoever want whatever client want to do. For example, we've done tours for big corporates who wanted to push running within their employees base. And we have done tours that really start from their headquarters. We have done tours that allow them to uh, discover all the nice places around their, uh, their offices, you know, the nice uh, restaurants and the nice parks where they can go and, and rest at lunchtime, for example. So we can pretty much do anything people want. We've done tours which are very specific for shows, for expos, for um, events. Uh, for example, we're doing one for the uh, ISPO event, which happens in uh, at the end of June in, in Munich, where we want people to also be able to go running in the morning, in the evening, um, to wake up, to de-stress and everything, in a place which is not great to go running because, you know, big expo places are never uh, the best places to go running. Well, here, we make sure that the thousands of people who will be coming from abroad or from outside of Munich will know where to go running at 6.30 in the morning, for example. Very cool. And I, I think I'll, I'll be at the ISPO event. <laughs> so I, wow. I'll, I have to try that for sure. <laughs> and here, I mean, it sounds like that you included a lot of useful things in, in your application and I can confirm that by using it. So the call to action to everybody who's interested in running just to download the app and everybody who uh, might benefit from it from a business perspective is just to, to get in touch with you and, and discuss potential partnerships, right? Mm, exactly. Cool. That was the the cool part, the shiny part, the good part that typically also comes with some challenges along the way. And I would like to know uh, which challenge uh, you are seeing. Is it, for example, to keep all the data up to date with all the sightseeings, include, I don't know, some new information, for example, after Notre Dame was on fire to include that info in the tours? Or is it maybe something completely else? Um, maybe you can share a few insights. Well, in fact, the challenges are... Uh... Our, uh, we, we've worked on a number of challenges in the past three years, um, which are linked to technology. It was very difficult to, um, to actually guide people properly uh, because most of the uh, GPS systems are made for cars and not for, um, for people running or walking. Uh, but that's been solved. We solved the, um, the, the content challenge. Uh, we have 9,000 points of interest that we, that we, Uh, for, for which we own the intellectual property because we wrote down the, uh, the, the text ourselves. And, and you're right, we, uh, we try to update it as, as and when we can and when we hear about something. But we've also included some um, what we call open data into the, um, into the application, which allows us to know when there are huge roadworks, for example, in some cities, not all of them, but in some cities we know that when there are roadworks which would hinder people to go running so we can warn them at least um, that there will be some uh, some challenging uh, roads ahead if we don't uh, work around uh, the area for example so our challenges are, are, are i think very uh, uh, common to every startup is uh, how you manage your money your uh, uh, your your cash luckily we have a concept which has attracted um, 
quite a few investors from all around Europe um, and, and beyond, actually, in terms of, uh, and we managed, we were successful now two fundraising uh, exercises uh, in the last two years. Um, and we're lucky enough to have some customers. We're not, you know, in, in mid 2019, we're not um, making money yet, but we are generating recurring multi-year revenues. But the challenge for us is only in brackets to uh, to multiply the number of sales opportunities we have uh, throughout the world because our um, our um, you know we have to go selling in the US in Japan in uh, in China and everything so we're building up that network of partners who allow us to sell our technology around the world and that's the biggest challenge we face at the moment Yeah, that's a good connection to my next question. Actually, um, it's about how you make money. You said you're a B2B2C business. So I assume that you are not charging uh, the runners, the actual users of the apps, but you have some sort of agreement with the businesses you're cooperating. Maybe you can tell us if this is uh, like a subscription business, a licensed business, uh, like one-time payment for some special event or something like this. So what are, what are the options if I want to make uh, business with you? Okay. Well, you're right. The, um, the application is free for users, for end users. And we charge uh, the city ecosystem, cities, tourism boards, um, transport companies, hotels, etc., for the tools that we're designing. Uh, these are multiple years contracts where we can do everything. It's a complete turnkey solution where we deliver a tool, um, including the directions, all the points of interest, in six different languages. So basically, it's a, um, we, we sell specifically designed tools for, uh, um, for those organizations. The second stream of revenues uh, today is uh, the sale of our technology. We have sold um, our technology in a white label environment to um, close to 10 companies now or cities. Uh, probably the, uh, the, the most interesting one is Air France, the uh, airline. Nice. And then there are some, um, and then there, there are some revenue streams which we haven't really actioned yet, which already generate some interest from different brands. Is that we have access to data, very rare data about runners who are, who both run at home but also away, and that is data that is, that is interesting. Credit card companies, all the hospitality industry, but also the airlines, etc. So we have been approached by a number of companies already who want to be able to target, for example, we've been approached by a credit card companies, company um, who wanted to target English and American people currently in Paris. Yeah. So not, not, not individually because we don't sell the, uh, the individual data about our, our users, but as a group, they wanted to be able to target and send a message to uh, all the Americans and English people who were specifically in Paris that day. Yeah, because they're probably also uh, using the credit card or they're in need of credit card when they're when they're traveling abroad. Exactly, exactly. And then the last stream of revenue, again, which we are not pushing at the moment, but we already have two customers for this, is uh, our content. As I mentioned, we have more than 8,000 points of interest around the world. And that content is ours. We have the intellectual property for it. And some companies are interested in buying that content to be able to display on their website, on their, uh, in their apps, and then to branch out to the running seed application to be guided uh, because that technology is, uh, is very difficult to integrate 
to the level of precision that we have into another app. Cool. Also very clever. Um, and you're, you're going forward with all revenue streams at the same time, right? That's right. Yes. Cool. And yeah, you said that your app is already heavily used and uh, that your, your partners mm -hmm. are interested in uh, accessing that data or those activities. Are there some metrics or success stories that you can share with us? I mean, you, you already mentioned a few big names who are uh, using your, your application, but maybe some facts and figures. Okay. Well, basically, we, um, our, our main KPI is the, uh, the number of times people have um, gone around the planet with our app. And nice. to date, uh, so in the last two and a half years, uh, our users have gone 18 times around the planet with our app. Every week, <laughs> they go from London to Tokyo and back. You know, the app is being used um, by, by users. Uh, in fact, the biggest user we have, uh, outside of the team, of course, the biggest user, real user we have, has used the, um, the app in 21 different cities, which is quite impressive. Um, but wow. of course, not, not everyone travels that much. So this is, these are some of the metrics we have. Uh, at the moment, we are, uh, we are at a rate of something like 10,000 impressions in the app stores every, uh, every day, which is, uh, which is great. So, uh, and which, wow. uh, guarantees us a, uh, you know, quite a healthy uh, growth in terms of users. What is very important to us as well is that people rate, highly rate the application. Uh, it is rated in uh, every one of the stores over 4.5 out of 5, which makes it a very, uh, very good application, uh, you know, in the range of the, uh, the bookings and Airbnb and, and those kind of apps. Now, you also asked me about some references. So on the B2B side, uh, I mentioned Air France. We also have the French Railways. We have um, uh, pretty much all the um, uh, hotels from all the all the big chains like uh, uh, Holiday Inn, Hilton, uh, Marriott, uh, Aco, Rodez et Chateau. So ranging from three stars to five stars and luxury uh, hotels like uh, five star plus. And then we have some smaller, in terms of cities, we have uh, uh, the city of Paris, which is the, um, uh, the most touristic city in the world. And, and we go down to very small cities. In fact, the smallest city we, we have has 300 residents. So you don't need to be big when to run in city. You can also be um, uh, a very, very small city. Um, one of the, uh, the latest one that we launched is uh, Matera. Matera is a small city in the, uh, right in the south of uh, Italy, and it happens to be the European capital of culture for 2019. This is one of our customers. So we are very proud of the, um, uh, both the, uh, the very big names like Air France or Paris and the, uh, the very small Companies who've uh, companies or cities or uh, hotels who have understood that you know pleasing the runners it really makes a difference. Super cool and uh, very diverse customer base indeed. And sounds like you're uh, you're having exciting times. And that's it's already good to to understand what you you've been doing so far. But we also want to have a little look into the future. So I'm I'm wondering what else is coming up over the next couple of months. Is there some secret super cool feature that you can uh, un, un, unveil here, or or something else that you can share? Ah, you want the secrets? Okay. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> Actually, we just um, we just came out of a, with, with a, uh, a brand new uh, version, which has uh, introduced a, a lot of uh, very interesting things. I mentioned the allergies and the uh, pollution levels. Uh, 
which we think is very cool because um, you know there are people who really suffer from those, and there's no reason no reason why they shouldn't uh, be able to go running. Um, so we're really entering a, a public health uh, capacity with with this. In fact, I just wanted to talk to you about something that we're doing, which we feel is very very cool, um, which is to take our technology and apply it to a different industry to running. We've developed with the French Railways, we think a very cool application because it's not within Running City, it's an, in a specific application, which allows you to, to do story, which allows us to do storytelling while you're sitting in a train. Let's say you're, you're going from Berlin to uh, whatever, Brussels, for example. Well, we will comment every remarkable point that you see through the windows. So, of course, we don't guide you while you're sitting in a train or in a bus or uh, in a car, but we, yeah. uh, we comment all those remarkable points by saying, okay, on the right-hand side, you can, see the, uh, you can see the Mont Blanc, for example, which might be 200 kilometers away. Uh, on the left-hand side, there is, a, uh, there is a very nice vineyard, which has that great wine. Um, again, on the right-hand side, you have that small medieval village, and you can tell the story either vocally, as we do in Running City, or by triggering a, a special video or a historical video or showing images. So we're basically using that same technology to trigger multimedia event based on your positioning. Now we're capable of doing this. We, we're, uh, uh, I won't reveal who it is, but we, uh, we are just waiting for an order from one of the big motorway companies who want to be able to uh, provide that service to every, to the millions of people that go from the north of France to the south of France to Italy and, and Spain, who go through France, never stop, but they'd like to be able to tell them how, you know, all those nice sites France has to offer. Including this, we can also tell them, look, you know, it's 11.30, you've been driving for three hours, it's probably time for a rest, uh, and we know that little restaurants you know, 15 or 30 minutes away from here. So really cool um, technology that we can apply to running, of course, to sports in general, but also to uh, other means of um, transport. Yeah, indeed, very cool. And uh, I think a lot of people have been in that situation that they were sitting in the train, looking outside the window, spotted something in the distance and were wondering what that is or would have liked to have more information. What you typically do is, I don't know, open your, your maps application and try to, to find whatever you see, which is mostly tricky, or you, you totally miss it because you don't look out of the window anymore because you're busy with your phone. So that seems to be a very useful feature. Nice. And that's coming up in the near future, right? Uh, it's, it's already, already out the, um, for the French railways, and uh, you know the in-car entertainment or uh, is uh, will, will be pushed uh, probably by the end of the, the last quarter of 2020, uh, 2019. Sorry, so within a few months. Oh. Nice, uh, Olivier. Anything else that we should know about you? Something that we did not cover yet? Anything you want to mention here? Well, I think it's been very, uh, very extensive. So, um, no, I think we're, we've covered pretty much everything. Cool. What's the best way to reach you via email, via social media? What, what do you think is best? Well, the best would be email. You can reach me at uh, Olivier, O-L-I-V-I-E-R, at runningcity, R-U-N-N-I-N-C-I-T-Y.com. 
Uh, otherwise, just check on our website. You will find us and uh, you, you'll be able to, uh, to contact us. And, and of course, download the app. It's completely free. So no reason to, uh, not to download it. <laughs> I, I agree on that one. <laughs> cool. Very last question. Um, it's about how you work and how you are productive. Do you have some sort of productivity hack that helps you to be efficient in your day-to-day -day job? I would say the, the best advice uh, I've been given 20 years ago and the best advice I, I always give to the um, younger, uh, to the youngsters that come and work with us or to some of the students that I coach or whatever is um, every morning to spend five minutes planning out your day in your calendar on a piece of paper, whatever. I prefer the calendar myself, but to plan your day and uh, put all the things you have to do And don't think, you finish something, move to the next one. You finish the next one, move to the third one. Um, it really helps you get organized, be extremely productive. And, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, we, we have about 150 things to do every day. And it basically helps us to, uh, to work properly. And if you think about something, you know, it worries you, just put it down. Put it down when, you, when you're going to do it next Tuesday, in a month's time, whatever. But it really helps you um, be cool, basically. And that's the best advice I've been given and the one I'd like to give you today. Yeah, very cool. Thanks, thanks for that. And uh, I agree, it's so easy to get lost on some tasks you might think are important throughout the day. This, this is also a good opportunity to, to re reflect and think back to what you might have written down early in the morning and to double check if you're still on track with, with all the things that, that you wanted to do for that day. So, uh, yeah, so, sounds yeah, very useful. It's been proud of everything you've done during the day. So, it's, uh, no, no, you're right. It's, uh, you can look back at the day and say, hey, I've done everything. Or instead say, oh, oh it's a shitty day. I haven't done anything like that. <laughs> it's a shitty But day. I go for a run and use run city. Exactly. But just to carry, uh, however, uh, the second part of the advice is to not plan more than four or five hours during the day because you know that you'll have calls, you have to emails, unexpected emails, or there's always bound to be something that, that pops up, which was unexpected. So um, uh, you only plan half of your day and... Uh, Because you have to be satisfied at the end of the day that you've worked well and you've achieved pretty much everything you, you had planned. Otherwise, yeah. um, you know, there's an insatisfaction that, that, uh, that pops up. But, but then you just replan it for the next day. Yeah, and it's also good to have a little buffer and only plan four or five hours because typically uh, at least one of the tasks that takes longer than you expected it to be unless you're super experienced and super efficient. Uh, so it, it makes sense to not pack your whole, whole day full of stuff. And if I have another um, advice I could give, is uh, which we discovered um, during an acceleration program we, we had with uh, ASICS um, for the last five months, is to do sports at lunchtime is great. We, we just introduced it in, uh, we do yoga on Mondays and, uh, and fitness on, on Friday lunchtimes, half an hour uh, every lunchtime. And it's amazing how much more productive And creative we are after a half, just half an hour session. Um, it's not lost time. It's um, because it, it's great for employee satisfaction and it's great for their productivity. Nice. I, I typically go for a run in the evening because in the morning uh, I'm, I'm probably too lazy or having a hard time to get up. So I wonder if you go for a run during lunchtime, do we eat afterwards or before or maybe not at all? 
I know I always eat. I always try to eat a little something before I go running because I need to eat and drink while I run. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and then I eat lightly afterwards because I, I'm never hungry after, uh, after uh, doing sports in general. And I prefer to do it afterwards. Cool. So it's also a diet program at the same time, almost. <laughs> yeah. Even cool. though if you know me, you know I'm never on a diet because I'm... I, I, in fact, I go running and I do sport. I love sports, but I, um, I, I go running to be able to afford to eat and drink anything I want. That is a very good statement at the end of this podcast, Oli. I think we should uh, leave it at this point. <laughs> Thank you very much for, okay. for giving us all those insights. <laughs> very cool. Um, once again, great app. People should download it, at least test it. And I'm very uh, confident that they will like it super much. And yeah, I hope to uh, be on a train ride in the near future and be able to use your app as well to, to test that feature. But yeah, thank you very much for this. Uh, great to have you and all the best for the future. Thank you very much, Benjamin. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.